Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. This week, we are talking about all kinds of cool news, but first, I am Manny G once again, and with me as always is Andy. What's up, buddy? Oh, you know, just here doing the things. My wife, I was telling you just a second ago, decided Mm -hmm. to trick me into a bathroom remodel job. Ooh, nice. I mentioned to her, I said, hey, uh... You know, we fell into a bathroom remodeling job. And she says, you fell into a bathroom (laughs) remodeling job. I always knew what I was going to do. I was like, oh, you son of a biscuit. (laughs) Uh, Crafty. You got tricked, buddy. Just go with it. Oh, I got... I got bamboozled for sure. Wow, so there's that. It's fine though. Like mm-hmm. I've had plenty of time, you know, I've had a ton of time. Um, so been doing that, uh, putting in light fixtures, uh, all morning, new ones. Oh, um, wow, dude. Yeah. So, you know, just you've been busy a little bit, a little bit. I think I'm going to leave the tiling to a professional. I, I don't believe that I'm. I've reached that level. I haven't unlocked Ooh. that skill yet, Manny. I have a tile cutter. You can borrow it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's Thanks. a whistle. Oh, not, oh, dude, that would make life so much easier. <laughs> yeah, anyway. just come over. How about, uh, oh, oh, aside from that, mm-hmm. uh, still, still on that Monster Hunter grind, both on the PS or on the PC and um, Xbox. Uh, I've reached another level of charge bladiness, by the way. Oh yeah, uh, how is that? How's that been going? You picked up a new weapon. I did. I did. And, and the I charged blade. Yes. Are you I've successful? Very, very successful. Mostly because I'm overpowered on the PC, because <laughs> um, yeah. they give you that defender set. So I've it's been very forgiving. You know, it lets me make yeah. a lot of mistakes. But I've I've gotten better at it, right? So I've figured out, you know, charging the shield, charging the blade, you know, doing my um, amped attacks. Uh, and then I said, you know what? I'm going to watch the, the, uh, the video again, right? The sort of the tutorial mm-hmm. watched it again. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I can put this thing in savage axe mode. Right. And I'm like, dude. And so I started incorporating that. And I was, dude, I was, I posted a gif of Neo in the matrix when he learns Kung Fu, Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's exactly how I felt. And then uh, so I've been doing that. And then today I started, I threw in another layer of, uh, guard points, which is a whole other, like, and now I'm just like, I'm telling you, dude, I, I almost feel like I've ascended into like, you know, uh, <laughs> ch- charge blade, uh, awesomeness, dude. So, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Dude, How that about is you? Cool, man. Yeah. That is cool. I am, um, I am officially on vacation for one week now. Oh, dude. Are so, you going to um, play all of the WoW uh, in the world? No, I'm, I'm probably, well, I've got stuff to do at home. Mm-hmm. So I have to build a fence. Oh, yeah, dude. You're never and, done. Yeah. I'm not, I, well, I, I'm almost done. This is the last major project. Well, let's right. not forget my scuttle hole down in the <laughs> quote unquote attic. <laughs> I'll hook you up. You could actually just be right here in my office slash schoolroom slash laundry well, listen, room. I don't want to impose. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's not go crazy. So I, I finally, I unlocked flying in world of Warcraft and I started leveling all my characters. So mm-hmm. that's, that's going well. Mm-hmm. So that, that's everything is, uh, everything's moving in the right direction. Good. Maybe. Well, good. Good. So yeah, and, you have to uh, you have to excuse me if I seem a little off, a little tired. I was just uh, working out in the sun, building mm-hmm. a, an eight foot or two sections, a five foot and a three foot section um, gate uh, for my fence. I had to like custom make them because I don't want to buy anything expensive, so I make it myself. Mm-hmm. And um, the same thing like with the spindles and stuff. I'm I'm gonna cut those out of deck boards. I don't want to buy spindles because you end up spending like so much more money. Mm-hmm. But it just makes way more work. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Manny, you're a, you're a jack of all trades, sir. And a master of some. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very oh, good. Oh, buddy. We have, we have some exciting gaming news this week, man. We do, man. Are you ready this, for this? I am so ready. Well, Andy, my friend, mm. years ago, Diablo, uh, a community manager, Brandy Camel, said, we have multiple Diablo projects in the works. So far, right. we know Diablo 4 is coming. We know that Diablo uh, Mobile is coming. In, yes. Uh-huh. Immortal. Immortal. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also heard, it, and it's rumors not being confirmed, that Netflix was having some kind of animated Diablo series. Ooh, we haven't heard anything about that, right. but that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Don't really consider that a project per se, as far as like video games go. Um, but we just got some some news here, maybe a rumor, maybe credible, mm-hmm. that Diablo Two is being remastered, Andy. Oh, exciting for some people! I know that this is uh, regarded as the best of the Diablo series, correct? For a lot of people, this was mm-hmm. the beginning. This is where action RPGs really became something special. And Diablo 2 has has definitely been a, a, a pillar for a, a, the whole action RPG genre, I think. but Well, should we see what Forbes has to say about this? Let's see, man. All right. From Forbes. The report comes from French site. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. From Forbes, referencing <laughs> another... Uh, <laughs> yeah. The report comes from the French site Act2Gamer, Act uh, which uh, does seem to have a pretty reliable insight into Blizzard specifically, previously predicting the announcements for Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. So consider that when hearing this information. According to Act2Gamer, Act um, the Diablo 2 remaster is being called Diablo 2 Resurrected, which sounds precisely like the kind of game, a name they'd pick for that. It is supposed to be, uh, it is supposed to be released in the fourth quarter of 2020 in time for the holiday, and it seems unlikely we have any other high profile Blizzard releases coming then. Activision will, will of course, uh, have a new Call of Duty. Given the popularity of the Diablo franchise, it could prove to be their most successful remaster to date. Mm. Uh, fourth quarter 2020, that is uh, around the corner, man. And, and for, us to, for us to have not even caught wind of this, really, um, yes. that, that seems pretty close. Yeah, and we do know that years ago, probably about three now, they mm. did talk about having more stuff for Diablo 2. Uh, they did some kind of update on the server, and then they mentioned that they had more plans for the Diablo 2 franchise or whatever. But mm-hmm. nothing has ever come of that particular statement. And I, mm-hmm. I don't have the statement specifically here, but I just I do remember that. Mm-hmm. So, so far we had a remaster of StarCraft, with actu- which actually turned out really well. Everybody mm-hmm. liked it. And then we had something that was just atrocious, the Warcraft 3 Reforged, which mm-hmm. turned out to be terrible. And like even mm-hmm. to this day, it still doesn't have like the leaderboards. It doesn't have clan support still. And they stripped out so many things. They forced you to update your Warcraft 3 client, even if you didn't purchase Reforge. And it stripped yeah. away all those good things. So I was going to say, I yeah. say like, didn't it even ruin like the old game? <laughs> yeah, it, it actually did. And they've yeah. even had, you know, and it's. Warcraft 3 is a game that, just like StarCraft, is played professionally still for money. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's been several accounts where Warcraft 3 Reforged tournaments were just kind of thrown off track because the game was unstable and crashing and stuff. So, well, didn't, a huge we had mess. a we had a story where they had like a huge competition where the final game had to be replayed three times. Yes. And, yeah, the, yeah. and the guy had won the first two and then finally lost the third one. And yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah. one that counted. Yeah. Awful. Oh, dude, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty that's sad. Terrible. So it's like, okay, what are we going to get? Mm-hmm. We we don't know. Is this going to be great or is this going to be trashed here? Right. Who knows? Who knows? Well, but I do know this. What's that? Uh, I believe according to the source, it's mm-hmm. being remastered by Vicarious Visions. Oh, okay. 
which we, we like. They they did good work with uh, their piece Forsaken? of the Destiny. Yeah, the Destiny universe, right? Yes. So, yeah. Um, Forsaken is so, probably one of the best expansions. Yes, outside of uh, the Taken King. Yes, but, uh, I would yeah, consider yeah, that yeah. one my favorite. Well, dude, it was a different time, Manny. We were yeah. younger men back then. <laughs> yes, it was a different time, indeed. <laughs> yes, but yeah, yeah, dude. So that's that's good news, man. That's good that uh, hopefully this will turn out differently, and maybe you know it's a it's a pattern, right? One good, mm-hmm. one bad. Maybe yeah. the next one they're due for a good one, you know. I hope so, and I and I do hope they do quite well and kind of bring it up, not just so that it can run on a modern machine, but that they would kind of clean things up and just make it, you know, fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I do know Diablo 2, there was definitely some, a bit of jank, just because it was an old system, mm-hmm. uh, an old game from a different time. So right. I hope they kind of clean things up a little bit and just make it enjoyable for the modern gamer, uh, like myself, so I can play it. Because I've never, I never played Diablo 2. I could never played it. Or one. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Well, we'll see. Hey, yeah. we'll know. I feel like I say this all the time. Mm-hmm. We'll know soon enough. <laughs> soon enough. And speaking of Vicarious Visions, Andy, mm-hmm. uh, from the Activision blog, the original Birdman, Tony Hawk, and Vicarious Visions, the studios behind Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, have come together to bring back Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, radically remastered. For the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 Pro, the family of Xbox One devices from Microsoft, including Xbox One X and PC via the Epic Game Store. Nice, dude. Nice. Okay. So I know, I know that you did not play these games because you weren't playing in these days. I don't believe. I actually did play a Tony Hawk game. Oh, I cannot which... for the life of me remember which one. Like I, I tried so hard. As soon as I heard this, I tried yeah. real hard to figure it out. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I have no idea, but I do remember playing a bunch of it. Okay, so I was never a skateboarder, but I think when Tony Hawk came out, Pro Skater mm-hmm. came out, we were all skateboarders. Dude, this game, <laughs> the, yeah, this yeah. game, like really, uh, dude, I can't think of like any of my friends that did not play this game. This is so much fun, dude, and... I know that uh, I, I, for the folks that were into this uh, kind of thing, I know this is huge news for them. Yeah. But even for me, man, I'm like, dude, I'm so excited to introduce my kids to Tony Hawk. This was such a fun – like it was so much fun because it was – it had such an arcade uh, play style to it, right? Like you yeah. could grind forever and pull mm-hmm. off combos and like do all this cool stuff, dude. And, and it was just a ton of fun, man. Yeah. Um, I feel like similar to how Tiger Woods golf, uh, sort of bridged mm-hmm. that gap for non golfers, uh, to, to sort of be introduced into that sport. Cause I, that was another game that was just so much fun to play. Mm-hmm. Had some ar- arcadey type of, 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 um, elements to it. Uh, that made it a ton of fun. I think Tony Hawk did that as well for skating. And, and I, I can't wait for it to come, uh, to come out on the PC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And you're going to have to buy it on Epic Game Store because that's the only uh, way you're going to get it. Hey, well. It is what it is, Manny. <laughs> yes, it is what it is. Um, rolling on with this Activision news, mm-hmm. uh, the Activision Blizzard CEO says they're on track with new releases in 2020. Uh, in their first quarter earnings call, uh, CEO Bobby Kodak said, as of now, we're on track to deliver compelling new content, including the World of Warcraft Shadowlands expansion and the new premier uh premium call of duty release uh, both mm. of which are planned for the second half of the year man uh they keep they keep doing this with the call of duty bro <laughs> like listen the this last one that they did was mm-hmm. I, I feel like was a hit right it was a it was a, successful yes oh yeah yeah nobody really complained about remake. it too much yeah mm-hmm. yeah right exactly the their uh, Warzone is uh, exceptional, dude. 
it's it's very very good even for people who aren't into battle royale mm-hmm. type games you know i've yeah. i've jumped into it a few times i don't know if you've if you've gotten a chance to get in there just a couple times yeah there are some really interesting mechanics some really fun game modes for a free to play game uh now how they monetized it that we can discuss that all day right uh, mm-hmm. and i'm not really uh you know, I've I've stopped paying attention to that because I assume that they want to rob me, basically. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't I don't get into that, right? I mm-hmm. just play the game for what it is, and I, dude, it's been fun, man. They have the battle royale. They have uh, the this like um, you know money based game where the the you know the objective isn't necessarily killing, but you know collecting a certain amount of mm-hmm. of uh, of cash in quotes. Um, point is they have different game types, even within that BR, yeah. uh, world. And it's been a ton of fun, man. I, and it seems like that just came out and now they're already talking about a new game. How do you, you know what I mean? I feel like they're stuck yeah. in this loop of in like just pouring all this money into just putting annualized releases, you know? And it's like, I feel like you guys could make some pretty decent cash if you just sat on a release for maybe two years, you know, just <laughs> sit on a release for a couple of years, right? Let I people get their just, enjoyment on it. They just make too much, man. They oh, make too I, much money and they're just, they just have to stay in that cycle to keep making the money. And they just conditioned all of their, I guess their, their player base to just mm-hmm. expect that, right? Oh, well, yeah. we're not gonna. And I guess we, we play games for a much longer period of time whether it's, you know, wow or, or anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and we got kind of go back and forth, right? Like, oh, okay, we're, we're done playing this game for now. We'll come back here in a little bit, play it a little more, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. I, it just seems crazy to me that they, they have success and yet they, they're just going to leech all the player base out of that game for the new game. You know what I mean? It just seems like insane. It's an insane pace, man. Yeah, it it is pretty crazy, and it's definitely something that I don't I don't really care to keep up with. It's just too too much, too huh? much. Yeah, yeah, too much for what you get, and just the way the whole thing is framed as far as like battle pass goes, and and just you know you you spend all this time to get stuff that basically just goes away in a year. Exactly. So I don't exactly. I don't like the whole going away thing. Yeah, that for is, sure. That's that's definitely my favorite. So. Yeah, Activision Blizzard, they're staying busy. So I am glad that we're going to see more games coming from them. And I'm sure it's not just those two. I'm sure we're going to see more stuff. Like, you know, we just mentioned the Tony Hawk. That's part of it. That's an Activision uh, property. Diablo Mm. 2 resurrected (laughs) Activision as well. So, yeah, they're going to be making the cash. And uh, but I'm, I'm happy to see new games coming for sure. But Andy, speaking of games. Uh, maybe not coming, maybe mm. never coming, Andy. Right. Yes. Uh, Elder Scrolls Six. We heard that we still will not be getting any information, uh, for years. So, uh, on Twitter, there was a, a gentleman named uh, Kilowatt Q. Uh, mm. He said, "Check it out." Uh, and he, and uh, Pete Hines is who he's talking to. So I'm just going to say Pete Hines instead of his his Twitter tag Deacon. So he said, uh, uh, "Check it out." Pete Hines, let's cut the uh, dollar signs. <laughs> Your the the meow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when can we expect some info on Elder Scrolls Six? We need this hashtag Bethesda and hashtag other things. Uh-huh. So Pete Hines, he went ahead and responded on Twitter. He said, "It's after Starfield, which you probably, uh, which you pretty much know nothing about." So if you're coming at me for details now and not years from now, I'm failing to properly manage your expectations. Oh, jeez, <laughs> dude! The way he said this, dude, I know, right? Ridiculous, man. I know. I it is know. so funny. It just comes off as you know. Well, okay. So first of all, yes, we know Starfield comes first. Starfield is coming first. But Bethesda is... has already said they're not doing a any kind of. Uh, stream to replace what they were going to bring to E3 because they had mm-hmm. confirmed confirmed they were going to E3 
E3 got canceled. Bethesda said, you know what? We're not doing anything at all. So with that expectation set, we're not hearing about Starfield, I would say, until 2021. Hmm. So that pushes back Elder Scrolls 6 to when? But yeah, nobody right. knows. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 But I, I think it's funny is that they, they went ahead and showed us already like like was it last year? Or was it even the year before when we heard about Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six? Yeah. It's been I a long time. Know, dude. All of this is a big mess. Now wasn't Pete Hines the same dude who broke our hearts with Anthem? No, no, uh that is different studio. Okay. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. He just looked very, very similar. Maybe well, all these they're heart- cousins. They're pretty, the same face. They're related. Yeah, it's all, all the, the same. They're family. all all the <laughs> same same face, just inbred. Yeah, he, Pete Hines is an interesting guy. Um, mm-hmm. Greg Miller from Kind of Funny Games does a show called We Have Cool Friends, and he recently interviewed Pete Hines, mm-hmm. and I saw that, and it was it was actually pretty interesting, and uh, he was just pretty real about stuff. And I don't know, it seemed honest, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you're talking about your own company that has made some blatant, uh, not just missteps, but some stuff that was pretty anti-consumer, I don't know, yeah. it's, it's hard. It's hard to listen to that and take things at face value, but. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, don't be coming at him mm-hmm. with Elder Scrolls Six questions, dude, or he'll, he'll slap you down. You know who else you shouldn't be coming at? With <laughs> questions, that, Andy. <laughs> Bioware. Bioware. <laughs> <laughs> so Anthem 2.0 is still pretty far into the future. You mean Anthem Who? Point oh. Yeah. <laughs> so remember, Andy, back when Anthem was making no new content, the game was re- was launched pretty messed up and and missing so much stuff and. You know, they kind of sold us on the idea that it's like, like, you know, I'm inspired by Diablo's itemization. So we thought, wow, we're going to have builds and we're going to do all this stuff. But it was really an empty system with not enough there. Uh, So, yeah, we all kind of got taken. Mm -hmm. But uh, they told us, you know, they're going to be working on something else. So we all had assumed that, that, yes, they're working hard to fix this thing. They want to turn this into... A, um, uh, what's that space game? The famous one that did this big turnaround that Matt space is playing. Game? Yeah. Um, oh, uh, now I have to look yeah. at Discord and find the channel. No man's. No, no man's, man's sky. sky. Dude, I couldn't remember. I don't know why. Yeah. So we all thought, hey, they're going to have a No Man's Sky. You know, a mm-hmm. year later has come and gone. I'm like, nope. what is going on? So they finally acknowledged the problem and they said, okay, we're going to do this. But back then, like over a year, we all kind of assumed they were working on it. They They were doing it. They kind of said, we're going to start doing this. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Now this, now months later, Andy, months later, we're in the month of May in 2020. We get this blog post from Bioware that Mm -hmm. makes me think, when are they going to start? Like, when are they going to begin so they could release something? But this yeah. is from the Bioware blog. It says, according to a Bioware blog post by studio director Christian Daly, the Anthem update is still in the prototyping phase. Mm-hmm. They have a small team working on the project of about 30 people, having not yet hit any major milestones, they said, for the project. Mm. Yeah. So that's that's where we're at I think with it's, Anthem. I think it's, yeah, I think it's done, bro. I mean, it's been done, right? But the fact that they're just still like, oh man! It, and look, I, I, it gives, it really does give. It gives me zero pleasure to even mm. contemplate that, right? Oh yeah, because I, I, of all people, right, mm-hmm. had the highest hopes, right? I stayed with the game. I yeah. gave it an opportunity. Uh, uh, I see, I see the good in it. And I'm like, yes, dude, make us that game. Make that game, but let it be good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh I just don't think I can't see how uh how it's gonna happen, man. You know? Like yeah. if if Activision I'm sorry, <laughs> if Bioware slash uh-huh. EA uh is a business yeah. uh with who I imagine 
got hit uh, pretty hard as as everybody did with this entire sort of economic catastrophe that we've been through. Right. Mm -hmm. I can't see them pouring funds into a project that isn't even like for all intents and purposes, according to what we're seeing is still in like a brainstorming phase. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what it seems like. So I, mm -hmm. I just don't understand. <laughs> they've, they've already <laughs> lost money on this. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, I think I give it till the end of the summer before we hear that Anthem is a dead property. Well, we, we learned from Jason Schreier that Anthem was in development for like seven years and mm -hmm. only started actually, studio only started actually making the game like the year of the release or like a year and a half, 18 months or something like that. An mm -hmm. absurd amount of time mm -hmm. uh, where the leaders of the studio were just paralyzed. They could not mm -hmm. make decisions. They couldn't say this mm -hmm. is the goal and we just go for it and we do this. And it was just all these stories. And you could go back to Kotaku and read the article. There was, and we even did an episode on it. There yeah. are all mm -hmm. these stories where one thing after another, they just could not nail down anything. It was complete. No, like it was like no leadership. Yeah. It was just a bunch of chickens running around with no heads mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. the picture that was painted. And if yeah. like, how, when did Anthem come out? Look at the time now. And they're mm -hmm. still prototyping. Yeah. So it's like they had a good direction when the game launched as far as what they wanted to do. All the promises. Mm -hmm. Just think about everything that they sold the game on. If they yeah. would just deliver on all those promises, it'd be a good game. But now they're yeah. going to reinvent the wheel, I guess. So I don't know. It's disappointing because like we were going to start an Anthem podcast. Dude, like, we I did spent a money. On yes. a logo, I spent money on uh, uh, a voice actor. I spent money on a domain, and like we were gonna do it. Like it was, mm -hmm. we did it. We made some shows. We put it on this RSS feed. Mm -hmm. We were just all, we were like almost there. But then all know. in, we were we were all in. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. And then it came out, and it was like, wait a minute, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was it was a complete. It, the bamboozle man they totally yeah. shell gamed us you know what i mean yes yeah and mm -hmm. the, the biggest letdown for me was finding out that that original trailer what was it in was it 2016 it was a long time ago where mm -hmm. they showed us that first anthem gameplay mm -hmm. and the the biggest disappointment for me was that it wasn't real like that mm -hmm. was not the game that was that entire thing was all purpose-built specifically and only for e3 mm -hmm. and there was nothing about that that was actually like a real game yeah so that's why when the game come out like the scope of the universe how like instead of like flying from the top and taking so many seconds to reach the bottom because the world was so vast and full uh was just right. like you know burn mm -hmm. like it was just like <laughs> it was terrible man it was like yeah Going to a rock concert and getting a kazoo performance. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen that. We have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, next man. up, Andy, just a bit yes. of controversy here. Oh, it's dude. about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, so, man, dude. Okay. So yeah. the game. Yes. Everybody's excited for it, you know, and, and I think we still are. Yeah. But they've not had the best time, dude. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it, like oh, game first, the gameplay, and now this dude. It's like yeah. okay, yeah. It, it's it's a little rough start here when you get down mm -hmm. to the the nitty gritty of what we're actually getting. But this yeah. is from IGN. Uh, Ubisoft issued a statement to IGN revealing that the forthcoming release will be at thirty frames a second as a minimum frame rate. Mm -hmm. uh, thirty frames a second, Andy. Now, right now. 30 frames a second is is not very good. That's actually very slow and it is it's it's uh, for me personally it's actually nauseating when games mm. row at, run at low frame rates. It's mm. difficult for my mind to reconcile movement in what I see and I actually get motion sickness from games mm -hmm. that have low or inconsistent frame rates. 
Mm. So, so this is not good for me. But uh, just reading a quote here, it says, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will run at a minimum of 30 frames a second. On Assassin's Creed Valhalla, we are committed to offering the best experience to our players by immersing them in the most beautiful worlds and environments we could create, leveraging not only the graphical enhancements offered by the next generation consoles, but also faster load times and the new architecture. Except so, when it comes to frames. It's, <laughs> exactly. We're committed to offer the best experience, except where, as it pertains to frames, not so much. <laughs> yeah, except for like gameplay. Yes. So yeah, that this is this is a big deal because it's a release title for Series mm-hmm. X, PlayStation Five. So automatically, everyone's like, "Wait a second, we're getting promised these Ferrari consoles that are supposed to be so next level. How yeah. do you release a game that's going to be thirty frames a second? This blows my mind." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, GM of Xbox, Aaron Greenberg, responds via Twitter, and he says. 60 frames per second will be the standard output, but the architecture allows us to support up to 120. Developers always have the flexibility in how they use the power. So a standard or common 60 frames is not a mandate. Mm. Oh, snap. It's not a mandate. There it They're is. not mandating it. There it is. Didn't we sit here and tell people minimum yes. 60 frames? Yeah. Minimum. Except yeah. if the developer chooses to say no. 30, then. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is not great news. Um, mm-hmm. And I, honestly, I, I don't have any positive spin on this. Yeah. It's just not good. Right. They're, they're utilizing all of their power that they have in the next consoles to focus on environments to focus on what things look like. Yeah. I would rather they focus on how the game feels and plays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, you know, well, that's just you know, me. Listen, ray tracing, Manny. Okay. Yeah. Ray tracing and sound. Okay. Hmm. Shadows and audio. That's what we're worried about in the next generation. <laughs> I know, uh, man. man. Well, I, I'll be playing Valhalla on the PC, mm. so I'll be at 200 frames. So yeah, <laughs> yes. But you yes. know, All it's it's just like the promise of of next gen. This feels like it's falling short. So mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. man. I think Ubisoft needs to redo something. I don't. I have no idea, man. But that's that. They're gonna they're gonna have another division. Uh, slash Ghost Recon <laughs> situation on their hands. Oh, They're man. not careful. I know. They better be careful. Yeah. And Andy. Mm. Yes. You got to tell me something cool, man. I want to oh. be a ninja. Well, I be no, a you samurai. don't. No? No? Yes. Sam- you oh, want to be a samurai. Okay. You don't right. want to be a ninja. All right. Ninjas are bad guys, bro. Samurai oh. are honorable. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, 18 yes. minutes. Ghost of Tsushima. Trailer mm-hmm. gameplay yes. actual gameplay. released actual gameplay yes so I want to say this first of all this is a mm. PlayStation Four game this is not a next gen yes. next gen game so let's compare Correct. apples to oranges here uh, Xbox mm-hmm. promises gameplay we don't get it Sony says oh right. I heard you like gameplay how about this eighteen minutes eighteen what? minutes yeah so okay <laughs> that was that was just a, a little side joke get don't your get, popcorn ready don't get offended. Right. No. Well, listen, uh, again, I always throw shade at my PS buddies, but I will say that this week, mm, Sony, Sony is winning. Okay. Oh, First gosh. they, they hit us with this ghost of Tsushima and then, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more on this in our main topic, but, um, uh, ghosts of Tsushima, uh, mm. as, as I learned is how to, uh, pronounce it correctly. For those of you that haven't seen, I, I beg you to go and look at, uh, just look it up, Google it, uh, and watch the uh, gameplay. There's a good little, uh, there's a really good breakdown by one of the developers on there as well. Um, but uh, yeah, man, they showed us pretty much. Uh, I, I, for the most part, it seems 
most of what we'll be doing in that world, right? It's pretty. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty open world. Um, there's a lot of interaction that you can do, right? You can ride a horse. It seems a little bit like what I was mentioning to you uh, before we uh, uh, started recording that, you know, I kept, I keep saying, man, give me Assassin's Creed Samurai. And then I watched yeah. this uh, video and I'm all like, this is Assassin's Creed Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome, dude. Uh, you apparently have... so. I'm not going to sit here and break it all down for you, but we'll give you just basically some cliff notes. Okay. Uh, there's a pretty decent write-up on um, uh, uh, Ars Technica, uh, IGN, all of them. You know, all the the, mm-hmm. the news outlets, gaming news outlets, have some coverage on it. But uh, essentially, open world. You got a horse to kind of you know get to and fro uh, in this open world. Um, you there's a lot of customability uh, in terms of of how you look uh you have the options of wearing uh traditional samurai armor which uh coincides with abilities that you would expect to see with that sort of mm-hmm. um armor right so increased defense and a slower movement that sort of yeah. thing um and then you have you know less uh cumbersome uh clothes that you can wear uh, there it appeared to be some like uh stealth type of of clothes you know sort of like ghillie suit looking stuff um they didn't really give a good breakdown of it but i imagine if that's what they're going for you know you you should expect to see some abilities uh that coincide with that right yeah um there are uh dyes that you can pick up uh in the world i guess from flowers that allow you to um sort of color your uh, armor or your just your avatar in different shades and so you get some customability there seems super cool um and then as far as uh skills it appears that we'll be having a sort of rpg-esque type of uh skill slash skill trees that we can kind of of build around um as far as uh uh, what do you call it? Um, gameplay in terms of, mm-hmm. of action. You have some choices there, uh, where you can go sort of head to head and, uh, um, take on the enemy, uh, you know, straight on, uh, which what we saw in the gameplay reveals, uh, was, uh, you know, the, the traditional samurai garb. Yeah. And then, you know, the developer talked about, you know, trying to, cut through these overwhelming odds right because you're taking on uh, clearly you're un- outnumbered right you're just one person yeah. um but uh, he said the best way that you uh, to do it would be to do it in in the most efficient way possible right so mm. yeah uh, it seemed like there's like some overpoweredness to it but also like some stamina built in there so that you know as you kind of cut through these enemies you know you're you're getting more and more worn down worn down um so there's some cool stuff there. Um, there's also an option to go more stealth, which the, the you know the developer was saying w- was more of like a dishonorable way to engage. Uh, but even that was cool, right? Sort mm-hmm. of distracting the enemy or or using fear uh, against the enemy. Uh, and then, dude, the executions were just beautiful, dude. Like very gruesome, cinematic. right? Oh, so cinematic. There is speaking of, um, there is a, uh, an option to leave the, um, traditional, uh, Japanese audio, uh, with some, uh, some subtitles, which to me is like, that is how I watched, uh, all those old samurai movies, right? Yojimbo, Seven Samurai, you know, uh, um, uh, what's his name Zatoichi Uh, all of those dudes Um, so that appealed to me tremendously and then they also have like this black and white sort of film grainy aesthetic too that allows you to play the game in that way should you choose to Mm -hmm. again like near and dear to my heart uh, going back to like the Yojimbo and the Seven Samurai the uh, Akira Kurosawa uh, films uh, mm-hmm. of old, you know, just great, 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 you know, 
films and to be able to play in that aesthetic is just uh, mind-blowing to me and I'm just super excited for it so anyway not to spend too much time on this stuff because I know you know this wasn't something we were going to take a deep deep dive into Uh, it's all out there right check it out Um, it's set to release on July 17th on PS4 this is one of the exclusives and um, man I wish I had me a PS4 Man, that's all. <laughs> that's all I could say, dude. I texted my brother and I said, mm-hmm. "Bro, you gotta send me your PS4 because he's got two. Oh, right? does he? He's, yeah, he's got a spare one that that he hadn't really used. Um, and I, he told me, uh, "Dude, I'll send it to you." And he hadn't sent it to me, of course. But uh, I'm like, "Bro, you have to send it to me, man, because <laughs> I'm playing this game." One of two things is going to happen. You're going to send it to me, or I'm going to buy a freaking PS4. <laughs> so anyway. Dude, the what game do you looks have to, good, any, man. Yeah, it, it looks really good. I, I do, I do like it. It looks like just from the details that we received, it's it feels just a lot more like an RPG, especially with you being able to kind of color your your armor and and do mm-hmm. stuff like that. That it looks like Sucker Punch is going for like a, a deeper immersion than just going through and playing through a story, right? Mm-hmm. And especially mm-hmm. that's a part of what open world does. It 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 lends itself to. To that type of game where you're going to want to spend time in the world exploring and and gathering and things like that mm-hmm. so it's cool man i i think it's really nice it looks like it's going to be a really good game and uh just can't wait for it to come to uh pc, PC. <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah yeah dude so i i can't wait man it looks beautiful yeah people are super excited uh the last of us 2 got people excited and I think some of that hype kind of died with the leaks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ghost of Tsushima, I think people are like saying, you know what? See, this is it. This is why PlayStation is an important console to have. And, you know, yes. they make they make a really good argument. They, they Absolutely. They really, really do. Well, listen, no one can take away uh, the fact that they have the best exclusives, man. They absolutely do. Um, and And this is another example of that, man, for sure. There you go. So, Andy, our our last story here is mm-hmm. about Unreal Engine Five. Uh, the Unreal Engine Five tech demo uh, showed us something that the Xbox could not, and that is gameplay. Andy, camera. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> Again so, with the gameplay. Right, so, so that that's kind of a joke to some of you who are fact checking out there. That that was right. my that was my best joke here. Because they showed us a tech demo, not necessarily a game, and there is a difference. But during the Summer Game Fest, Jeff Keighley hosted a stream with Epic Game, uh, Epic Games demonstrating Unreal Engine 5, which showcased new technologies that utilize the next-generation hardware like we have never seen before. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- this was, Andy, did you have a chance to watch this tech demo? Did you get uh, to see the video of this? Uh No. I did not. You're gonna have to watch it. Because... I mean, I saw I saw stills, and I yes. did see some. I didn't get to. I, I should I shouldn't say I didn't get to watch it. Okay. I didn't get to hear the breakdown. Is, sure, is, sure. No, but I did see fine. I did see the, uh, you know, the visuals, and they look incredible. Did they, Joe Rogan was talking about it even on his podcast, <laughs> uh, which was a, a trip. You know, if he, yeah. if he can get him talking about something, yeah, there's you know, there's a guy at work, uh, Matt. He's uh, he's not he doesn't really play games. I don't think he owns a console, but his son does. And he's mm-hmm. like, my son texted me this uh, Unreal Engine PlayStation Five thing, and he was like, <laughs> so he was like asking me about it because he knew he knows I'm into gaming. So th- mm-hmm. that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. It's 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 a a beautiful demo. It looks mm-hmm. very very good, and it kind of gives you an idea of what games can look like on high end hardware. Uh, specifically the PlayStation 5, because that is the console mm-hmm. this was shown, demonstrated on. So this was a, a a demo. The demo was specifically created to showcase a few features of Unreal Engine 5. So this is purpose-built to demonstrate these technologies, okay? So when you have the expectation, and definitely the way this is kind of sold, is that you think you're seeing a PS5 game and you're comparing mm-hmm. that to what Xbox showed us in the last week or so 
And then you're like, Xbox has nothing. PlayStation uh-huh. 5 is where it's at. What is, mm-hmm. you know, teraflops don't matter because it's ridiculous. Right. So, okay, right. that's kind of a, a, that's not a good argument because it's not true. Um, right. But that's definitely the narrative that I've been seeing, like on Reddit and mm-hmm. different places. And it's hilarious to me. It's mm-hmm. so funny because PlayStation did something with Unreal uh, um and there's definitely money involved because this was definitely, uh, to a certain point, a uh, certain extent, uh, sponsored, right? Because right. you have you have uh, Tim Sweeney out there talking about the power of the PlayStation Five and all this stuff. So they're definitely working together. Mm-hmm. So this kind of has this particular slant here. But something right. that I thought was really great and really funny and quite genius of Jeff Keeley is that during this interview. Um, he kind of got Tim Sweeney to say whether or not it's just the PlayStation 5 technology or is this going to be something that we're going to see on other consoles, you know, without saying is Xbox Series X going to be able to run this exact same demo and is it going to be looking good too? Mm -hmm. So um, Tim Sweeney kind of said, you know, we love all of our babies. He kind of referred to all the consoles like that, but he said, yes, it's going to work for everything. So Uh that whole argument was, was debunked right away. So right, before, right, right. all right. So so since since I'm on a roll here, Andy, and I can't stop talking. Before Let's do it. before we do this article here, I'm gonna mm-hmm. jump to the mm-hmm. bottom and talk about a couple of these other things first. So, uh, this demo, if you haven't seen it, go see it. There's like a short mm-hmm. version. You don't have to watch the full, uh, the full like interview or whatever. But it's it's very impressive. But a couple mm-hmm. things to note. The demo was running on 1440p at 30 frames a second. So, oh, wow. So it wasn't even like... No, it wasn't a demonstration that that this technology and all these things can run 4K60. Uh-huh. So that's not what we're seeing here. Uh, a, a major part of this technology was to show uh, developers, because this was supposed to be a GDC talk. Uh-huh. It was supposed to show developers that this Nanite technology and their Illumin technology is a way to make game development much, 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 much faster to where you can take high-quality assets and import them into Unreal Engine 5 without having to do these LLD, uh, what is it, LODs, uh, what is it called? I'm not sure. I'm not a developer, so I don't know, but, so I'm trying to do things by memory. So mm-hmm. just r- quickly, what that means is that, that um, an LOD... An artist will make an asset for the game, looks high fidelity, looks amazing. They put it into the game. Then they have to adjust the quality because it'll kill the machine. The machine can't run that high quality stuff. Can't render that stuff. Exactly. So Uh all the background detail and all these different things, these Mm -hmm. the the whole LOD system where they have to change things. Unreal is saying, we're going to do away with that. And you Mm -hmm. can just import assets and it's going to work. So that is a massive amount of time that they mm-hmm. are going that they're promising they can save. Mm-hmm. So with that context, understanding what this demo is for, what this demo is not showing us and stuff, Andy, if you would mind uh, reading this from the UnrealEngine.com blog. Heck yeah, from UnrealEngine.com, we've just real. Re- <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, yes, indeed. We've just released a first look at Unreal Engine 5. One of our goals in this next generation is to achieve photorealism on par with movie CG and real life and put it within practical reach of the development teams of all sizes through highly productive tools and content libraries. Introducing Lumen in the Land of Nanite, a real-time demo running live on PlayStation 5. This demo previews two of the new core technologies that will debut in Unreal Engine 5. Nanite. Nanite virtualized micro-polygon geometry freeze... Uh, Let's start over. (laughs) Nanite virtualized micro-polygon geometry frees artists to create as much geometric detail as the eye can see. Nanite virtualized geometry means that film quality source art comprising hundreds of millions or billions of polygons can be imported directly into Unreal Engine. Anything from ZBrush sculpts to photo 
photogrammetry. I feel like I've said that word before. (laughs) (laughs) Photogrammetry scans to CAD data. And it just works. <laughs> just works. I love when they say that. I love when they say all these big, big oh, words, man. big words, big words, and it just works. Yeah, that reminds uh, me too much of Bethesda's Fallout seventy six demo. I when was said gonna it just s- works. Yeah, yeah. And then you cut to me playing the game and being like, connections. Why can't this <laughs> game just work?" <laughs> Continuing, nanite geometry is uh, is streamed and scaled in real time so that there is no more polygon count budgets, polygon memory budgets, or draw count budgets. There is no need to bake details to normal maps or manually author LODs, and there is no loss in quality. So, there you go. Now, Lumen, the Lumen part of the... Lumen in the Land of Nanite, Mm -hmm. is a fully dynamic global illumination solution that immediately reacts to scene and light changes. The system renders diffuse uh, inter-reflection with infinite bounces and indirect specular reflections in huge detailed environments at scales ranging from kilometers to millimeters. Artists and designers can create more dynamic scenes using Lumen, for example, changing the sun angle for time of day, turning on a flashlight, or blowing a hole in the ceiling. Blowing a hole in the ceiling. And indirect lighting will adapt accordingly. Lumens erases the need to wait for light map uh, bakes to finish and to author light map UVs. A huge time savings when an artist can move a light inside the Unreal editor and lighting looks the same as when the engine or I'm sorry as when the game is run on console. There are a lot of big words in these uh, <laughs> paragraphs many. Yeah, numerous, this is a little technical. Numerous teams and technologies have come together to enable this leap in quality to build large scenes with nanite geometry technology. The team made heavy use of the Quixel Megascans library, which provides film quality objects up to hundreds of millions of polygons, period, (laughs) (laughs) to support vastly larger and more detailed scenes than previous generations. PlayStation 5 provides a dramatic increase in storage bandwidth. I love, so this is the exclusive part of it, right? (laughs) And then in parentheses, in very small print, and so will Xbox Series. Yeah. <laughs> the demo. The demo also showcases existing engine systems such as Chaos Physics and Destruction, Niagara VFX, uh, Convolution Reverb, and Ambisonics rendering. Uh, to continue the blog, oh, do we? Um, stop. Yeah, we can stop there. Um, All right. So okay, that's that's a lot of stuff. It's it real is a technical. Lot of stuff. Don't know what most nanite, of the stuff is, right? Nanite and lumens. That's what I took away from yes. this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So so it's it's a very interesting and intriguing technology that they're building into Unreal Engine five. Uh, lumens. It's not ray tracing. It's a whole new technology that okay. that is better than what they're doing now, and and not as resource assuming uh, intensive as ray tracing okay but there's a good chance that it's going to work well with ray tracing so maybe there's some kind of uh, something they can do where they utilize both technologies to do something great so mm-hmm. we'll see what that means so it was an amazing demonstration of the tech yes really cool mm-hmm. this is not Unreal Engine 5 there's no games being made on Unreal Engine 5 because the engine's not finished yet It'll be right. finished the end of the year or the beginning of the next, somewhere in that time mm-hmm. frame. Mm-hmm. And so we're not going to see Unreal Engine 5 games for years, maybe? So in essence, what we saw mm-hmm. is an incomplete product. Exactly. Yes, that is true. And that is true. And, and yet still looked amazing, you know? Yes. Not now, taking advantage of the technology yeah still looks like way more incredible than anything that we have right now current current gen now earlier we referenced anthem 2016 e3 demo which looked mm-hmm. absolutely incredible ah, yes, it looks incredible point. and it didn't very exist good point. yes so right. this i mean and very now this is a playable demo 
So in other words, you can turn on a PlayStation 5 and actually with the controller uh, control this demo. It's true. Right. It's real. But there's no, there's no like, there's so many things that go in a video game that this demo didn't have. Like there's no vegetation or anything like that. There wasn't any enemy AI. So there's no actual game here. Right. right? Yeah. So that, that's not the purpose. The purpose is to just demonstrate these new technologies, which is, which right. is fine. So mm-hmm. as long as you could accept that and accept what it is, then you'll have some decent expectations of what's to come. Mm-hmm. But we do have some things that are coming soon. The month of July, we're going to see the new Halo, Halo Infinite. And they have mm-hmm. a brand new engine, their Slipstream engine, which is purpose-built for Halo. So mm-hmm. there's a good chance that we're going to see a much better demonstration of current technology, current within the games coming out in a few months, um, mm-hmm. of you know from the Xbox side that could rival what we see here with Unreal Engine. Now, it's not going to have the same tools because this isn't an engine that's made for other people to make games. So mm-hmm. there's a little difference there. But Phil Spencer on uh, Twitter says this, incredible work by the team at Epic Games. Mm-hmm. Unreal Engine. Many of our Xbox game studios are using Unreal, like the team at Ninja Theory, creating Hellblade 2, and are excited to bring Unreal Engine 5 innovations to life on xbox series x so so you know phil spencer's out there like hey hey this isn't just for playstation all right yeah right right, right. for us too and tim sweener he he clarifies this on twitter and he says this uh the unreal engine 5 demo on playstation 5 was the culmination of years of discussions between sony and Epic on future graphics and storage architecture. So he's, he's mm-hmm. saying we have a partnership. The Nanite and Lumen Tech powering it will be fully supported on both PS5 and Series X. And will be awesome on both. That and high-end PCs as well, he says as well. Mm-hmm. So he basically says it. He answers the question. It's going to run the technologies fully on both platforms. There's not going to be a difference. So um, you can't use this as an argument to say PlayStation has secret sauce. And here's proof. Right. It's not true. Yeah. Now, uh, as far as PCs, what else can run this demo uh, specifically? According to WCCF Tech, you need an RTX 2070 Super, which is a $400 GPU to run this demo on a PC. Mm. So... Boom. There's that was I know this this last uh, 15 minutes have been just tons of just info. Mm-hmm, but that's mm-hmm. the story. That's that's all the angles that I thought were relevant for us. Mm-hmm. And there we go, man. The future is around the corner. It is, dude. It is. Um like I said, I didn't get to listen to the breakdown cuz that's I feel more your wheelhouse <laughs> than mine. Uh, but I did see, I did see mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the presentation it looked beautiful. Um, and like I said, man, it makes you, uh, pretty excited for what's around the corner for both consoles, right? Yes. Both consoles. I'm sure, you know, when it comes down to it, the difference for the casual gamer slash consumer, uh, may just come down to, you know, aesthetically what, you know yeah. which console you like better, and then the inter- the UI, right? Yeah, and the price. But yes, yes. Just, uh, yeah. But both both consoles, I'm sure, are gonna uh, just knock it out of the yes. park in terms of visuals, exactly. right? So can't well, wait. Good, I can't wait. Yeah, there's I, there's probably a good chance that there you're not gonna be able to tell the difference. Yeah, there's a yeah, pretty yeah. good chance that that's gonna be the case. But we'll see in a year, or uh, mm-hmm. actually less than a year, right? Less, year. yeah, dude. End of the year, <laughs> crazy, yeah. 2020 so crazy all right man well i think that's a show there was there was another thing here about them saying that uh, if you use unreal engine uh royalties will be waived until you've made a million dollars that's amazing we've talked about we've talked about that though right well this is new it used to be much much lower so if you want to make a game right now and if you make nine hundred thousand dollars on your new game you pay nothing Mm. for licensing the engine which oh, wow. is amazing. Yeah. Well, so, good for them. Yeah. Good, it, good for developers. It seems like Unreal is trying real hard to be a good guy here. Well, <laughs> they're trying. <laughs> they're trying. They're trying. Steam doesn't let them. Steam doesn't let them be a good guy, though. They're <laughs> yeah. like, eh. 
And so, uh, Epic sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, there was there's lots more to talk about, but I think I think that's a show for this week, man. Very cool, Manny. All right, my well, friends. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you so much for supporting us and for all of you who support us on Patreon. Thank you so much for that. And if you have any feedback for us or if you want to come and hang out with us, just go to GamingAdventureClub.com and uh, check out all the links there. Do it. <laughs> so and then, until next time, my friends, have an adventurous week. Take care of each other.